Season 4, Episode 78, and this begins the 301st episode total of the entire podcast. Wow. Time sure flies when you're being stupid. And you know what? Central PA got the award for the most stupidity this week. Yes, indeed. You know, I really think we're trying to gun it to be number one over Florida. Pretty soon, we'll be doing stories of the Pennsylvania man. He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder he's got a mind left. It's insane Eric Lane's stupid world. a voice of sanity in our insane world, or a voice of stupidity in our intellectual world, here's the host of this stupid world, Eric Lane. Welcome to my stupid world. I'm insane Eric Lane, here ready with more five-star stupidity for our weekend episode, one of two episodes that obviously you get when you subscribe, and that way you don't have to worry about where your next dose of stupidity is coming from. I hope you have subscribed to the podcast. And I also hope you'll give it a rating and a review, maybe a five-star rating for all this five-star stupidity, maybe a review that's so stupid I'll even maybe include it on an upcoming episode. And maybe you'll show that you're not stingy with your stupidity and you'll share this podcast with your friends, especially on your social media feeds. You'll be surprised what it does for your reputation. Yes. And don't forget, you can always um, download every episode to your podcast player because if you're streaming it and you're into, you know, if you're into the sketchy Wi-Fi or cell coverage, you don't want to miss any stupidity, okay? And make sure you're using a really good uh, podcast player too, okay? I prefer Podcast Addict. It's a great... uh, it's a great app. Uh, it's free, or you can pay for it in two different types of uh, paid versions. But it's certainly very versatile and very customizable, indeed. Because we've got some pretty customized, stupid stories for you this week. Oh, yeah. It, it, you can even accessorize your podcast with all kinds of features. Did you know? You can also accessorize your Crocs. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the Crocs. I know my kids like to wear Crocs. But I'm not sure after what I have seen here, I may decide to start wearing Crocs with some accessories. You know, it was kind of cool, you know, when you had a pickup truck, you know, in high school, have it all pimped out with accessories, you know, dangling, um, what, uh, what the dangling uh, dice, you know, the fuzzy dice with the rearview mirror. Well, there's some things you can dangle from your Crocs now. If you've um, ventured deep enough into the internet novelties, you might have seen people that are now selling mail or plastic mail charms. You can add to the back of your pair of Crocs. That's right, plastic mail charms. <clears throat> they come in more than 16 different colors, and they're about 15 bucks for two pairs. If you're thinking, what kind of special person would it take to purchase these accessories? Well, what kind of charms are you talking about specifically? Well, um, let me just say they are dangling male genitalia. Yes, you can give your Crocs testicles. And <laughs> some of the reviews are pretty impressive. Here's just something I saw from Amazon. 
One gave it three stars. Cheaply made. Not what I was hoping for. One gave it one star. Not smooth enough. Need a light sand, needs a light sanding or a clear coat finish. One gave it five stars. The only issue was they don't stay on. Another five stars. Awesome. Funny. I love them. Another five-star rating. My middle child wanted these, and once we learned that glow-in-the-dark was a color, it was all over. My teen is very highly amused. Glow-in-the-dark, dangling, accessorizing testicles to go on the back of your Crocs. Sounds like a real winner. One uh, gave it two stars, saying I expected better. The quality of the plastic is incredibly cheap. Another five-star rating said these are unique and very well-made. And one other five-star uh, customer said, bought this as a funny gift from my mom. She said... These were heavy and left some bruises on her heels, but oh well. <laughs> One got two stars and said they seemed to have already been used. They were dirty already. Ooh. And then finally, one five-star customer said they are made of sturdy material and can withstand, withstand my active lifestyle, which involves running, jumping, and dancing like nobody's watching. They are perfect for all ages and genders, a fun accessory to bring a smile to everyone's face. Now, there are several Amazon listings, but there's some that have a lot of different colors. So go on ahead and accessorize your Crocs with a, some dangling testicles on the back. I'm sure it'll be a real conversation starter. Wear them to your next church picnic and see how many people notice. <laughs> well, here's something that, um, I don't know, always, for some reason, has some kind of a drawing power to it. I don't know what it is about TikTok. that makes everybody just want to believe everything that they see, despite all the hacks that don't really work. There's a clip now that's gone viral on TikTok that claims that male and female peppers are meant to be eaten differently. I like peppers, but I did not know this. The video claims peppers with three bumps on the bottom of a bell pepper means it's male. It's better for cooking. Four bumps on the bottom of a bell pepper means it's female, and it should be eaten raw because it's sweeter. I hate to tell you this, folks, but it's all false. Peppers are fruits, so they don't really have different numbers of bumps, and they don't really, it doesn't really have any significance, you know, just a different variety or a seed or maybe different growing conditions. The bumps really don't make matter much for the taste, although the color does. Green bell peppers are just harvested before they ripen, so yellow, orange, and red ones are definitely sweeter because they've actually ripened. Now, um, about half the commenters seem to believe the video that there is male and female peppers, and there are pretty funny comments. One of them says, the male peppers also tell you exactly what they want instead of just expecting to you know, yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, you can now see if anybody else buys into this little urban legend by telling somebody they're about to eat a female bell pepper and see what they say. I, I don't know, but anyway, but it's not true, okay? Well, the University of Wisconsin Center for Dairy Research was looking to hire five descriptive sensory panelists whose job would be to... Um, taste up to 24 cheese samples and 12 different pizzas in a week. Now, not a very high-paid position. They're offering 15 bucks an hour, but they were looking for candidates who could be on hand for three tasting sessions a week with each session lasting about three hours. So that could be about 135 bucks per week uh, just to sit around and eat cheese and pizza and provide feedback on stuff like the appearance and texture, aroma, and flavor. And really anyone could apply <clears throat> Well, I mean, anyone who could 
eat a lot of dairy. They said previous sensory panelists' experiences preferred, but they were also willing to train people. And I'm sure most of the money that you would earn eating all this stuff would probably go toward buying lots of laxatives. Hmm. Feeling a little bound up here after all this cheese tasting. Well, there was an argumentative Orlando police officer who got himself fired after authorities said he fled from a traffic stop in his police cruiser. Seminole County deputies said that Officer Alexander Shoney was on his way to work and the Orlando Police Department at around 12.15 in the afternoon, and he was caught going about 80 miles an hour in a 45 zone. Deputies said they had to drive over 90 miles an hour just to catch up with Officer Sharoni as he blew past them. Now, after several failed attempts to stop him, the deputies pulled alongside Sharoni's cruiser and ordered him to pull over through the passenger side window. And Sharoni could be heard shouting in a body camera video, What? I'm going to work, my man. <laughs> Why are you trying to pull me over as I'm going to work? Well, somebody, uh, one deputy responds, because you're doing 80 in a 45. Let me see your driver's license. Well, Shoney fires back, no. Then he comes back into his cruiser and drives off. Well, here's the interaction between the deputy and the fired officer, Alexander Shoney. <laughs> You going to pull over? What? Do you... I am going into work, my man. Why are you trying to pull me over as I'm going? Because you're work? going 80 and a 45. I am going into work. Okay, where are you going what to work? What does it look for? like I'm dressed for? My name is Deputy Hilton, and they see your driver's license. No. Tim, for I got a city odd. Orlando PD taken off from a traffic stop. Now, uh, deputies easily identified Officer Shawnee via his badge and police cruiser number. He was charged with reckless driving, fleeing or eluding police with lights and sirens active, and resisting an officer without violence. And his bond was set at $9,000. It was a statement that was given to WFLA.com from the Orlando Police Department that said, Officer Shawnee has been relieved of duty pending the Seminole County Sheriff's criminal investigation and OPD's internal affairs investigation. <clears throat> yeah, this cop thought he was above the law. I mean, if he wants that type of status, he's got to run for Congress. I mean, come on, really. You know? Yeah, of course he was relieved of duty. I mean, which only really happens to most of us um, after our morning coffee, if you know what I mean. Well, this is one of these rare criminal stories with not one or two, but three twists. Okay, there's a 42-year-old guy named Gerald Hopkins walks into a Schnucks grocery store in St. Louis. He threatens the manager with a staple gun, steals a bag of dog food, and then flees the scene on a bike. (laughs) Okay, well, here's how it all went down. The manager sees him walking out with dog food and stops him at the door, but Gerald wouldn't give it back, claims that he had a gun. It was actually just a staple gun all wrapped up in electrical tape, but he pulled it out and threatened to shoot the manager with it. And it actually, you know, in situations like that, you're not really looking for detail. It looked real enough, so they let him go. Then they watched him take off on his bicycle. Well, the cops caught up with him pretty quickly nearby, and they found the staple gun and the dog food in his backpack. Now he's facing some pretty serious charges and very serious jail time. Now, here's twist number four. One report that I saw said 10 to 30 years for a Class A felony, maybe life, 
all over dog food. <laughs> well, people on social media are sharing pictures of what they think are satanic-seeming displays from Hobby Lobby stores and vowing never to shop there again. Very similar to the way people have been reacting to Bud Light and Target for bigoted reasons. But aside from the fact that Americans are currently eager to boycott virtually any company that feigns tolerance at marginalized people, there's just one big problem here with those pictures of Hobby Lobby. They're not real. These pictures of satanic merchandise on the shelves of Hobby Lobby were made by Jennifer Vineyard using artificial intelligence image generating tools called Midjourney. Well, that didn't stop people from credulously sharing photos on Facebook and TikTok as if they were real and expressing their shock, dismay, and horror that Hobby Lobby, which bills itself as a Christian company, were selling giant statues of Baphomet. Yes, don't worry, you cannot get Baphomet at Hobby Lobby. It's called fancy photoshopping. Okay? So, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Ultra-Religious, push the down button on the elevator shoes, okay? We don't need any more stupid people giving God a bad name. <laughs> well, I've heard of criminals regretting and apologizing for their crimes, but that usually involves them turning themselves in at some point and not necessarily just writing it in a social media post. Some guy actually broke into a woman's home in Philadelphia while she was actually out walking her dogs and steals two expensive purses and the cash and valuables inside. He was caught on surveillance, of course, inside the home and was in and out within seconds, which uh, kind of suggests he kind of knew exactly what he was after. The woman says she believes he might have been looking in her windows because he seemed to know where those purses might be on the table. And... She says he was. she was only gone out of the house for about six minutes to walk her dog, so he knew right when she'd stepped out. Here's Paige Tauscher telling us about this man who broke into her home. Judging by the fact that I was only gone for six minutes and how quickly he came into my house after I left, it seems like he had probably been looking into my window prior to the event. I mean, I think I was in shock. I was like, is this really him? Like, is this, is he really confessing on a public forum? Also, a lot of people saying that this same person may have broken into their house. Uh, of course, the weirdest part is that the woman posted the video on Facebook to see if anybody recognized the guy and somebody claiming to be the thief said he was sorry and that he, quote, went into the wrong house. Oopsies. <laughs> kind of unclear if the guy has even been arrested. Now, earlier, the police did say they needed help identifying the guy to try to move forward with the case. So apparently he was using an alias on Facebook and that, well, there's really not a way to, uh, for them to track him through his posts. I mean, I don't know. Is there? I, well, good luck. Well, a Long Island driver is grateful to be back on dry ground after a video showed his car careened from a dock and into the South Shore Bay that trapped him inside. The man behind the wheel was driving a 2017 Nissan sedan on South Ocean Avenue at Mascot Dock in Pachogi uh, around 5 a.m., according to the Suffolk County Police. A video shows it appeared that the car was in the middle of a turn, possibly maybe a U-turn, when it just kept going and just plunged right into the Pachogi Bay. 
soon after the two first responders and a police officer. The um, uh, the officers' names were Edward Pachiri and a Pachogi Fire Department member Peter Frian. They dove into the chest deep water in an effort to try to save the driver. They broke out one of the car windows and pulled out the guy who was identified by uh, the Suffolk police as 33-year-old Nestor uh, Vallejo and brought him to shore. Now, Vallejo, who lives in Pechogi, was uh, taken to Long Island Community Hospital for treatment for minor injuries and was really soon after. Both uh, Pit, uh, Pitra and uh, Frian were treated for minor injuries as well. It wasn't really clear as to what caused the car to take that plunge into the water, but it was pretty amazing to see the video. He just like it's almost like he meant to do that. I, I don't know. But anyway, well, any servers out there got a story that can top some of these? Somebody on Reddit asks servers to name the stupidest request they've ever gotten from a customer. And, well, here's just some of the highlights I saw. One couple didn't want their empty plates bust yet. The guy wanted to lick them clean first. And then he did. Yeah, I can just see that now. Sir, you threw it your plate. No, 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 wait. I got to finish licking them. <laughs> One guy even asked for a tablecloth to wrap around their waist because they soiled themselves. The server said, it happened 15 years ago, and he's a regular that still comes in about once a week. Yeah, I, I love that, you know. Excuse me, but um, I pooped my pants. Do you mind if I have a tablecloth that I can wrap myself in? And then a woman sent her grilled chicken salad back because it was cold. Okay, have you ever had chicken salad? Well, they cooked more chicken, but she sent it back again because the salad itself was cold. She wouldn't eat it until they microwaved the lettuce. And then there's a guy that said he couldn't have anything that had been ground up. He just didn't like the food that had been made small. He, he didn't like food that had been made small at one point, whatever that means. And there was a server at Chili's that had two Chili superfans ask her to do their gender reveal. Awkward. And then there was a woman who wanted bone-in wings, but asked if the chef could remove all of the bones for her. And then uh, one other stupid request at a restaurant was a guy at a Japanese restaurant that asked for low-sodium soy sauce. When he got it, he then poured it into his Pepsi. <laughs> A guy also ordered a BLT with no bacon or tomato. Hmm? So, let me get this straight. He just ordered a lettuce sandwich. And another guy ordered a salad and said, no purple in it, please. Now, he didn't say food. He just said no purple. I'm, I'm thinking he's referring to the cabbage. And somebody who worked at a seafood place said that they wanted, uh, they, they waited actually on the wrapper Flavor Flav. And, uh, all that he ordered was a great, big, humongous plate of cucumbers. Ew. <laughs> and then somebody in the comments said that they waited on Flavor Flav as well, and he ordered a well-done steak with ketchup at an Italian restaurant. Yeah, you got to really hand it to some of these servers at these restaurants. You know, the people they got to serve can be pretty stupid. Well, there are some authorities in Texas that made a very strange discovery whenever they were called to a residence in Harris County after a body was discovered on the premises. Harris County Sheriff's Office responded to Brunswick near East Mount Houston Road and Hirsch Road in the East Tex Freeway area as a deceased female had been discovered. But 
Upon closer inspection, however, the officials determined it was not an actual body. No, as you might have already determined, it was a sex doll. Yeah, false call on this uh, one upon closer inspection, not a body, says uh, Harris County Sheriff Ed Gonzalez a few hours later. The silicon sex doll was only wearing a pink brassiere and underwear at the time that it was found, according to Fox 26 Houston. It was also dismembered, which was also rather troubling. The sheriff's office initially said foul play was suspected, but then did not say if charges would be filed in connection with a discovery. So... <laughs> Okay. Well, here is something that, well, it could be troubling. I mean, I've talked about this in the past. Kind of feels like I may have even heard that this was coming, but now it's already here. We have the very first artificial intelligence radio host. It's now gone on the air. Huh. Its name is uh, A.I. Ashley. It's based on a real radio host named Ashley Elzinga, and she works at a Portland radio station at KBFF Live 95.5 FM. They actually cloned her voice for it. A company that's called Radio GPT went viral back in March for this bot that actually they can take calls, they can play songs and read the news. Now, they claimed that it would not be stealing people's jobs. Yeah, right. And the good news is, well, that's still the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for now. Well, the bad news is it sounds like it's being used to squeeze even more work out of the real Ashley. Hmm. They say that it'll let her, quote, multitask like never before. They're actually doing a hybrid situation where the traditional Ashley will host some of the segments on her show, then AI Ashley, who sounds almost identical, will host the others. Now, she's being featured from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. every day. So, now, when AI Ashley is on, the real Ashley will be doing things like community outreach, managing social media, working on digital assets, and handling other elements of the job. So, I guess napping probably didn't make that list. But anyway, they say that the real Ashley's job is not in jeopardy and she'll still be paid the same. And they're also not hiding the fact that you'll be listening to um, more or less a robot. It always refers to itself on the air as AI Ashley. But the question is, do you really want to listen to or even interact with a robot? I mean, people online are kind of joking that it's still live radio. It's just not alive radio. <laughs> well, the real Ashley posted some videos of her new fake self in action, including one where it actually tells a listener that they won free Taylor Swift tickets. Now, here is the real Ashley making the announcement, uh, quickly followed by the AI version saying the exact same thing. Today, I go from just Ashley to AI Ashley. So let's see how close the AI sounds to me. Today, I go from just Ashley to AI Ashley. Let's see how close the AI sounds to me. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And there's also been talk of using the new tech to translate shows into other languages so that they could air overseas. Now, the guy that created it, uh, you know, I guess, uh, what, Think I guess he thinks having robot co-hosts could even be a thing, too, eventually. Huh. Well, the CEO of the investment firm BlackRock says AI has the huge potential to increase productivity and transform margins across sectors which would bring down inflation. <laughs> yeah, but what about the unemployment of real people working on Wall Street? You know, I kind of think that there might be a new cowboy riding into town. Hi, I'm new here. I'm an AI robot. 
here's something for you. Writing lots of pink slips and sending all the brokers home. I got your job. I'm an AI robot. You need not return to work. Pretty soon I'll make coffee and bring donuts to the conference calls. Bear claw anyone. And you can blame me when you're broke. Good luck, human. Bye-bye. I mean, AI Ashley's voice is pretty spot on, but still kind of rigid. I mean, you can tell it's a robot, but it might not be super obvious if you really didn't know. Well, did you know this? I mean, you can usually learn something new every day. Like this story right here. The U.S. Coast Guard apparently has its own fleet of tricycles. Who knew? <laughs> well, I know this because some crazy lady in Florida stole one of them. She actually hopped the fence at the St. Pete Clearwater International Airport. The Coast Guard has a base there for its planes and helicopters. It's uh, their biggest and busiest air station in the country, actually. Well, after she scaled the fence, she then hopped on a Coast Guard tricycle. I was kind of picturing, you know, one of those little tiny red ones, you know, for kids. But no, you know, like the little radio flyers. Remember those? Now, sadly, it was actually an adult-sized tricycle. The Coast Guard says they have them to move tools and equipment around the airport. And they also use golf carts and bobcats, but they got tricycles as well. And so she rides this tricycle across an active taxiway, then abandons it, then tries to get on an Allegiant air flight. I mean, she also tried to get into a Coast Guard plane at one point, too. I mean, security eventually saw her on surveillance, and well, now she's facing felony charges for grand theft and trespassing onto an operational area of an airport. Who the heck steals a tricycle? I guess it's possible she needed a ride to apply to Clown College. <laughs> then she attempted to then board an Allegiant flight, which really further proves the fact that she's insane because who in their right mind would do that? Well, video footage shows an Uber delivery driver appearing to urinate in an apartment hallway after delivering food in Beverly Hills. The man in the video appears to deliver food and then walk down the staircase where he then stops to seemingly uh, urinate in the corner. Uh, moments after the customer opens his front door to retrieve his food and the delivery driver then takes off down the steps. Uber has actually since responded and said that they're actually looking into the incident. The driver's actions shown on the video are not okay, says one Uber spokesperson. We're continuing to look into this report and we will take appropriate action. Now, the man in the video appears to deliver food. Then he walks down this staircase to where then he stops to seemingly tinkle in the corner. <laughs> the company also confirmed that they have actually now reached out to both the uh, customer and the driver for further details. Um, the additional footage on video shows yet another neighbor coming along and uh, cleaning up the TT uh, in the hallway. Well, everybody that orders through Uber Eats is going to be extra careful now. Let's just say that they'll be sniffing their lemonade before they take a sip. You know, you really hate to hear something like this. You know, it makes people yearn for that day when the only thing Uber Eats drivers were doing was eating our food. Well, Elko, Nevada is home to about 20,000 people and currently millions of Mormon crickets. It's a migratory population so overwhelming that the Department of Transportation crews have been using plows to clear the roads of the insects' squashed bodies. 
Yeah, a Department of Transportation tweet had actual photos of the guts-slicked roads with a warning to take it slow. And plug your nose, perhaps. The New York Times reports that the carcasses smell like fish or dog feces. Lovely. The insects, they're not really crickets, but katydids, apparently are not put off by the odor. NBC News reported that in addition to eating landscape and crops, these uh, cannibalistic bugs dine on other Mormon cricket carcasses. As for why now, the University of Nevada, Reno, is explaining that the drought encourages Mormon crickets outbreaks, which may last for several years, historically five to 21 years. The uh, Idaho statesman actually reports that the population surge every 15 to 20 years. I mean, it's so bad right now in Elko, Nevada. Some residents are actually contemplating a move to Chicago or even New York. I mean, the smell in Elko is so bad, some residents are actually comparing it to downtown San Francisco. <laughs> hey! You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You're able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insaneericlane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop, or mobile for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com.
are you uh, enjoying uh, a little early uh, peace and, and, and quiet there, uh, from what I understand? <laughs> yeah, um, well, it's early peace and quiet in the way that you kind of got to earn that three-day vacation. <laughs> like weekend, you know, you got to do extra work to be able to get that day off. Yeah, I know all about that. That's, so in other words, you, you're enjoying it, but you had to pay for it up front. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, today, uh, I don't know what it, well, I, I get some of it, but in the morning, uh, you know, our son is just going crazy for, he, it is whatever he, he just kind of decides, I'm just going to be going crazy. Um, yeah. it could, it could be, we, we did have him up a little bit late last night, yeah. uh, for, yeah. For, we were celebrating my dad's birthday all together, and, and so oh, yeah. maybe you know kids get up at the same time every day, anyways. So maybe he mm-hmm. was tired a little bit this morning. He also ended up going without a nap today, just based on mm. like a, a doctor's appointment for you know yeah. just a, a regular checkup for for the wife. Yeah, yep. um, I'm working from home at least, so I, I kind of don't get to hear some of it, but so, so no nap. I mean, just every every little thing was just making him just go nuclear today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> his schedule was all messed up you know that's it yeah i, I mean i get I, the same way when my schedule gets messed up uh, i know yeah, yeah. and that's where i have to remind myself too um i, I think mrs poncho is more upset today than than anybody but uh yeah sometimes <laughs> i remind myself like if i don't get enough sleep i i have a hard time regulating my mood too i think everybody kind of does to a degree <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah hey, I, I was actually kind of going through uh some of all the the past episodes do you realize i i this has dawned on me but this actually starts the podcast 301st episode oh wow over yeah. 300 over 300 yeah we we're, we've hit the 300 mark so i'm like wow i didn't i didn't realize that that it was that many but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess in the podcast world this would be considered a milestone so i, I was pretty you know pretty impressed with myself so, yeah. Yeah, I, um, so, I, I will say I, I spent the I had a three day weekend at least because of Juneteenth. Um, oh yeah, so that's I got to spend that day at least painting. Uh, it was full of lots of work. We've been painting the last room in the house that we really okay. been wanting and needing to paint, uh, and it was it was my son's room, and yep. so uh, he's been essentially bunking in, in in the new nursery. We moved his bed and a few toys and things over there for. Yeah. A little, uh, you know, for him to be there all week, basically, while the, the room just airs out all the paint. Teams. Right, um, right, right. And uh, it looks nice. I will say, like, we, we have it looking real nice. We had put an accent wall in there, too, for some contrast. And uh, Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so we, we've been starting to kind of get that room kind of cleaned up and, and organized, set up in a new way. Um, yeah. We figure, you know, oh, he's not a baby anymore. We'll, we'll kind of get some See, new decor and some other things to kind of transform hey, well, the room a little bit. Here's 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 your 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 insane uncle's suggestion. If you want to have a really good accent wall for uh, little Pancho, um, I've heard some parents just like paint one of the walls just completely white, and that's the wall. If that kid wants to draw and mark and do anything of artwork, they can do all they want, and they just fill the wall up with children's art, <laughs> whatever it might oh, be. Gosh. <laughs> and, and and then basically, you know, when it's all done, they they don't have any more room. You go back and paint over it and start all over again. Start all over. Yeah, I, I, Mrs. Poncho's um, her her tastes are a little more ma- mature than that. I think. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, the, actually, the, this is funny. Um, I kept getting the the name of the paint color wrong. Um, we, we so we have this like 
this kind of cottage cream type white wall um, okay. around there to kind of make it look nice and bright. Uh, right. And then the accent wall is this kind of it's like a dark shade of green, almost, almost close to charcoal, but it's not quite oh. charcoal. Um, right. And it's called Night Mission. I <laughs> couldn't remember the name of this paint, and I kept calling it something else for all week. Oh, gosh. Uh, until Mrs. Poncho finally corrected me. So so try going to Home Depot and asking if you could get a, a quart of night emission and uh, <laughs> see see what uh, <laughs> just see what the Home Depot guy uh, looks at you, uh, you know, with the strange look on. <laughs> yeah, with that, most people, that, that would probably end up with a dark color of brown. I, yeah, you, <laughs> that's, that's not too far off, I guess. Um, <laughs> with, with the dark green, but, um, yeah, well, either that or I, I thought that a night emission would. <laughs> I, I thought that might have been something. Um, I, I guess what like uh, dream related, you know? Oh, um, yeah, I was just thinking of some of the night emissions that would come out of you know most three year olds, you know. So <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. As opposed to the night emissions that come out of a, a, a like what preteen in high school. Uh, yes. Well, that's true. Yeah. That that that, that could be uh, more of a cream color, I would suppose. If that were the case. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, but I'll say that the best thing about the whole thing um, is we don't have this matte gray kind of wall paint anymore. Is uh, you can't clean matte walls. This is not no. possible. And so next to uh, Little Poncho's bed, there was just this little. Uh, Mark of of all the boogers he's been collecting oh. over the last year. Oh. His his collection his collection of nose goblins. That's wonderful. Know, that's it. So we're like we we can't clean it. Like we've tried it, just, it will not clean. Um and and so and the, the, I guess the good news is we've got kind of that um, orange peel wall that's textured. So yeah. if I if yeah. I ended up painting over any nose goblins, I'm sure that yeah. it just blends in perfectly yeah, with there you the, go. Uh, the texture there so yeah you, you what you need to do is you need to get that episode of Ren and Stimpy where um I think it was it was Ren who, who, who no it was Stimpy who had his collection of nose goblins under the bed he kept them under the bed <laughs> that's right oh is that, the, is that like the land of the left sock too or the lost yes. uh, left sock yeah. <laughs> that was my gosh that, that if I had to pick a cartoon that's probably one of my favorite cartoons ever <laughs> you know oh, yeah <laughs> I just like I could sit and watch reruns of Run and Stippy all night long. <laughs> Absolutely. So, <laughs> so well, yeah. We we've uh, had a, we've had a pretty pretty good pretty good week here. I mean, you know, I mean, I me being in, in the broadcast uh, industry did not have the day off for Juneteenth, but um, but, but we we did. You know, it was a pretty peaceful week. We we got our son off to uh, back to school he came um you know they, he took some time off you know so working over the summer months at the at the school at the university and so oh, he, yeah. he gets he gets at least two weeks off so he went with uh, you know grandma and and his mom you know down to the beach and i had the whole house to myself right so he just got got back and then they went, got him back to school and we're kind of getting back into the the routine of things but of course they got back you know uh, on on the weekend of father's day so it was kind of nice because you know he, they were all here for father's day and we went out to my favorite mexican restaurant and he got me he did not get me underwear and he did not get me a tie he didn't get me a tie he didn't get me anything like that he he got me sheets coffee you know it's, it's, <laughs> 
that's that's what we have here. And it was tiramisu flavored. Okay, this is you oh. know impressive. And and then and then they, they of course the, the the this sheets is the convenience stores that are here in the eastern seaboard here and 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 uh, they're all about the coffee and they have these new t-shirts and mugs that has like uh, a guy with his cup of whatever and, and says, you know, pop needs his coffee or something like that. So he got me a t-shirt with that little cartoon guy on it. So I've got my sheets coffee shirt and my sheets coffee and I'm good to go. Yeah, that was it. So <laughs> did, did it you cut a, the shirt in half, like uh, well, <laughs> from the, the belly down for you? Well, well, you know, you really, you know, if, if that's going to be done, I needed it because you know I do it. It's a it's a yeah. work of art. Whenever I do it, it's yeah. a work of art. You, you know, you cut your shirts in in half, hamburger style, not hot dog style. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You know, but most of the ones that I do get cut up, I they're not. Then nobody is paid for them. They're like free. So it's like if it's a free shirt, I didn't pay anything for it. Chances are I'm probably going to have it cut up pretty good. Now, if if you really want me to get really creative, see what I normally have done is that I completely cut the shirt in like in various pieces and and literally in half, and then I just tie it back together. Oh that's, gosh, <laughs> that's the be- that's the best kind. You know, you have just all just tied back together. So I've got a few <laughs> like that. Yeah. So you're, you're in, in actual tatters at that point. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, well, the, the the original, the whole concept of this whole thing started back whenever there was this uh, Christian music festival in uh, the Midwest out in Illinois called Cornerstone, which is kind of like a Christian version of Woodstock. All right. It would get like 35,000 people at this thing every year. It was like a week long festival. We all camped out and on a 40 acre farm and they had bands and all this kind of stuff. And it was in the middle of, well, over the 4th of July holiday. And it was yeah. so hot in the middle of the mid- 40 mid- acres leaves plenty of room for Jesus in between. Yeah, you, you know, it. you know, it. that's it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so a lot of people would just dress for the occasion. And so there was, I, I would, I would make these, I called them my corner cornerstone t-shirts because i'd wear them at cornerstone because you know they were they covered just enough that you could still go into the store if you need to with no shirt no shoes no service this would at least be at least barely permissible into the stores but <laughs> but but that's kind of where the whole thing started and they were just so comfortable i'm like you know i'm just gonna just wear them all the time you know why not just why 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 just do it one week out of the year you know so and so and next thing you know a, a new trend was born you know so <laughs> But, oh, but along but with yeah, your long hair and Fu Manchu mustache back in the that's day. That's right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it says, you know, that's how it works. But actually, but the, the, the overall, though, the Father's Day was good. I mean, I was wondering, did you have a fairly decent Father's Day yourself? I, I did, yeah. I, my, my joke every year is that I just want some GD peace and quiet for uh-huh. Father's Day. So, uh-huh. so my wife knows uh, not to ask me what I want to do for Father's Day because that's what my <laughs> response is every time. Um and uh, and then the, the look and expression on her face is is worth it every time yeah. I do it too. Um, so I, I enjoyed. Um, yeah, I wanted to be productive this Father's Day weekend, and and so we went to see her family um, and her dad on Father's mm. Day, and then I, I got Monday to just be able to kind of focus in on on being productive and painting uh, that room, which was nice. Yep. I, I will say um, I did get some nice time in playing some uh, Legend of Zelda. The, the, ah. There was a new Legend of Zelda game that came out. and um, Oh, yeah. And uh, one, I, I always see one of your sons popping up on there as well. It kind of notifies huh? me. Uh, yeah. You know, it says, oh, he's online. He's, he's playing as well there. And so, uh, uh, yeah. you know, 
Uh, if you did, ever need someone to keep an eye on them, uh, I could let well, you know he's home at least. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, did, did you engage any of them in the games? Or did you just kind of I, I, I just did not, stalk no. them? Oh, you just this stalked them. It's not this kind of game. It just kind of notifies you when a, a friend is online, uh, basically. Okay. And it tells you what game they're playing. And so uh, um, I'm I sure that we both have been popping up on each other's thing, showing Tears of the Kingdom, uh, ah. the new Legend of Zelda. And I've been, like I said, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. Um, so I've, that's been my Father's Day kind of uh, fun, I guess. Oh, there you go, there you go. Yeah. You know, so but uh, yeah, yeah, it was good. No, no, uh, no, no, nothing really upsetting on Father's Day, which is always nice. You know, nice peaceful Father's Day. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, it is all good. Uh, but you know, I like it's about that time for other Father's Day stories to start coming out. Yeah. With that and. Uh, and this is pretty, pretty much one of the first kind of big, stupid Father's Day stories I'd seen come out for the season here. Um, Father's Day, like, it, it can look a, a little too perfect on social media, like everything, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, uh, yep. It, it kind of, it's very fake. I, I don't, that's why I don't even go on social media any, anymore anyways. Um, yeah. But, like, in reality, uh, you know, you, you get this vision in your head of what you think it'll be like, but reality... Mm. Uh, things just often look very different. Like fathers, they, they're usually dealing with dad things just like any other day. Like that's, <laughs> that's really a, a parent thing in general. Yep. Um, and so one family went viral during a recent Red Sox game when some Father's Day drama was caught on the broadcast. It, it all started here, if you just imagine this. And also it's a Red Sox fan, so probably. So, um, which, you know, they could get a little bit in, into their, their uh, team. Uh, so, so anyways, um, this guy catches a foul ball in the upper deck at Fenway park. He looked around for a kid to toss it to, and he found one. So he tosses it over and the young kid caught it, but then immediately threw it back to the field. <laughs> the kid's dad tried to stop him, but it was too late. Now, oh. now I don't know how old this kid was, but this makes sense to me when I think about like, what would, what would little Poncho do? And yeah. <laughs> uh, he would probably be like, oh, yeah, this is theirs. We'll throw it back. Um, you know, <laughs> the, the problem is Big Brother was sitting on the other side of Dad, and he was furious with, with Little Brother for giving up the ball. Oh. So it was a full meltdown that you get between oh, the Dad kind gosh. of in the middle. Um, yeah. So then the Little Brother got mad, and he threw something at Big Brother. <laughs> And <laughs> here are the very surprised play-by-play -play announcers. High fly down the left field line. That one cruising for the corner. Oh, no. Ooh, no. Did little bro ruin the moment? Threw it back. Little bro threw the ball back. Are you kidding me? Oh, no. Oh. Hey, bro, you remember that Father's Day back in 2023 <laughs> when you cost me a foul ball? This is a Father's Day. Oh, we got to see Never this. to be forgotten. So uh, one person on Twitter actually noted that the uh, mom was just sitting back with some hard seltzers. <laughs> That's usually yeah. what dad does, I guess, right? But no, True. This, is, this is Father's Day. I'm, well, look, uh, you know, a, another joke, uh, going to be a long ride home. Yes. Yes. Uh, there, there is a story that uh, is always told about me and my brother when we were growing up. Yeah, uh, we we were in a car ride. The windows were down or something, and uh, one of us we're, we're kind of fighting over each other's hat, even though we've got basically identical hats. Sure. Uh, and so, so one of us takes the other's hat off their head and just throws it out the window, <laughs> and uh, of course, the other just loses it. And, oh yeah, uh, and I can't even tell you who who did what, like who drew first blood. I couldn't tell you. So the other loses it, 
they're having a meltdown. My parents pull over to the side of the road, you know, punishments yep. happen. And, and then the other has to give their hat to the other, um, John. Oh. So that way, Oh, the one who threw the hat doesn't get a hat. Now they have yep. to give their hat to the other. Yep. And so get on rolling down the road again. And then, uh, you know, the one who threw the initial hat or got the hat taken away decides, yeah, I'm going to throw this hat out. Even though it's <laughs> now my hat that has been given to me, I'm going to uh, throw it out because I know that the other knows it's really their hat still. Yes. And so yes. both hats get thrown out. And uh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh so gosh. <laughs> when, you, when you got fights between siblings, I mean, things could get a little bit crazy. I'm surprised that, that none of the siblings themselves got thrown onto the field. Um, this is true. Well, okay, so back, back to the, the uh, Fenway Park. The father kept it together, sitting in between the two boys, and thankfully they received enough attention on the broadcasts and social media that the team sent some new swag to them, including wow. baseballs and a jersey. Wow. So, yeah. So now I'm sure the parents are probably thinking, like, you're only reinforcing the bad behavior, right? <laughs> like you can't reward. I, that's a that's a big rule here. I, if you're throwing a fit for something, I can't give you what you want. So I uh, guess that swag is for dad. Uh, yeah, instead. Um, and for putting up with it. <laughs> I know, right? Um, MLB.com actually has a video of the whole drama, along with the makeup uh, gifts uh, the team sent over. It, yeah. It's a it's a feel good ending and a nice memory that they'll have for years to come. Even if younger bro is still sore over it. Uh, it's also probably very relatable for any dads who uh, had to hold things together during a chaotic, not so perfect yeah. Father's Day. Well, and, and, uh, and you know, one, you know, your, your day is coming too. You understand? Oh yeah. Well, I, I feel like uh, we, uh, there's a, I've got many days a week. Well, we'll say that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I Sometimes can, many days in a, in a single day. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, the, 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 what I'm really looking forward to is that, you know, I've got my oldest son who has first, he's got his first child, which is a girl. And now it looks like they're going to be getting another girl because my uh, daughter-in-law is pregnant again. And they're like 13, they'll be like 13 months apart. So I can just imagine the type of sibling rivalry in about 16 years. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Imagine what happens when the younger one steals the older uh, boyfriend. <laughs> oh mm. yes. You know, it can get ugly. It, you know, so I, I just hope that he really likes drama because he's going to have a, a double <laughs> dose. That's all I can yeah. say, you know? Yeah. Well, I, there, there's, there was a little drama that was going on that it got a little out of hand because, well, this guy just felt like he had worked as, as long as he, he could work and he wanted to go home. And frankly, if I had gotten a text like this from a friend, I would probably think it was a joke, especially on a Monday. But this, this idiot in this story was not joking. Okay. There's a guy named Isaac Jones. Let's just say he used to be an employee at a Tulsa, Oklahoma gas station. And I say used to, because, well, he's definitely been canned because of this little stunt. A while back, um, he uh, texted his friend uh, named Aaliyah Locke and asked Aaliyah for her to rob the place. Now, he <laughs> thinking, what? Well, he, this is so he could go home early. He, he wanted to go home early. So, 
<laughs> what? So well, yeah, most so, people just call out sick or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, or get some fake vomit or something. I don't know, but he, but he didn't actually really ask her to do it herself, though. That, that that's probably a good thing. But he said, "Can you find somebody to rob the joint?" <laughs> so, so she goes out and finds somebody to come in, and so she goes and recruits this other friend named Stephen Jones, and he shows up with this note that says, "Give me all your money, or I'll shoot you." Now, by the way, um, Stephen and I, Isaiah, they both have the same last name, Jones, but they're not related. So that's an interesting side. But, but anyway, so the guy leaves with a bunch of cash. But obviously, as you might expect, the cops tracked him down and he got arrested three days later. Well, what do you think he did? I mean, he goes and rats out the other two because they're like, hey, man, you know, they, they talked me into it. So, so they go and arrest Aaliyah the next day and found the text messages on her phone. So then they arrest Isaiah. So all three now are facing charges. This is just, you can't make the stupidity up, you know? I mean, look, I, I get it. I mean, I know I've wanted to take a day off, you know, but dang. I mean, just like you said, call in sick instead of making yourself an accessory to armed robbery, you know? I mean, I don't know. I, 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 am I the only one wondering what was so important at the house that he had to go through this elaborate scheme to just try to get off work? <laughs> oh, I, I love that. That's the the first go to is like ah, I want to go home early. I again, I, I you could have just left, but he's like, no, no, I want to keep my job. I just want to go home early. And uh, uh, wouldn't you have a uh, you know? I, I mean, it must have been early in the shift for him because otherwise you'd have police officers there and questions to answer. Well, yeah, um, yeah, but you could you just know? sit there late because of it. Um, that's right. That's right. But, but okay. yeah, I, but yeah, I, I mean, you you talk about backfired. This thing not only backfired, it like completely imploded. Oh yeah, uh, in, in in a way, so you, you can uh, have a friend rob the store so you could go home early, or you can also fake your own death to teach your family a lesson. Oh, um, okay. These seem these That's seem taking the it to the next level. Of, there, you know. <laughs> it, it seems like the same train of thought. Like this is just one <laughs> other stop on that uh, on that station. Um, <laughs> this, uh, there's a 45 year old TikTok uh, user in Belgium. He decided that he would teach his family a lesson about the importance of staying in touch with each other <laughs> by faking his own death, according to the Times. This would almost be like, you know, hey, happy Father's Day. If you if you don't appreciate me enough this Father's Day, maybe I could teach my family. Uh -huh. else, you know? Okay, um, yeah. Well, <laughs> David uh, Barton reportedly roped his wife and kids into the ruse with one of his daughters posting online about her heartbreak at her father's passing. Wow. As his wider family came together at his funeral to pay their respects, Barton made a, friend, a, a dramatic arrival in a helicopter <laughs> along with a camera crew and oh, set about comforting his distraught loved ones. Oh, what I see in my family often hurts me, Barton said in uh, defense of his unhinged actions. I never get invited to anything. Nobody sees me. We all grew apart. I, feel unappre I felt unappreciated. That's why I wanted to give them a life lesson and show oh. them that you shouldn't wait until someone is dead to meet up with them. Oh, God. Now, unfortunately, I'm sure that he's going to have less people talking uh, to him and inviting him places after this. <laughs> you can't. Um, yeah. Well, he, he also said that only half of his family bothered to turn up for his funeral. Well, there you um, go. 
So yeah, I guess that maybe explains some of it too. Only only have the family bond to turn up. I think that they might be trying to tell you something, dude. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's it's not too bad if if he uh, didn't take the time to teach his family how to be a horse's ass. You know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He, I think maybe he did a pretty good job at that in the first place. You know. I know. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you teach your family, uh, you know, by by showing them what not to do. Well, yeah, and and I and I like his explanation. You know, it's like I never get invited to anything. Nobody sees me. I, it's, it's like the old saying, you know, nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. They, I think I'll go eat worms. You know, I mean, yeah. Why don't you do that? You know, then pound some sand while you're at it too. You know, <laughs> good. I would, well, I, you know, I, I, look, I, I, uh, I, you could do what one other guy did in one of the other episodes I was reading about. One guy. Had just had had to kind of get away from everything, so he just like disappeared for two weeks. Didn't show up for work. Didn't show up for home, and everyone thought he had had died. And the, and the funny thing is, um, a, a few days later they found this corpse, and they didn't even check on the identity. They just assumed it was this guy, and <laughs> they yeah, and 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 so uh, the family. And this the funny thing is, the family didn't even go to try to identify the body, and so. And apparently he was a well-known chef down in, in New Orleans. And, and so the TV crew shows up, you know, like uninvited, like the paparazzi, to the family's home to try to find out about, you know, how they're dealing with this sort of thing. And while the, the TV crew is at the house, this chef just shows up. It's like, hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and, and he, I mean, he just like, well, I was just dealing with some things. I just had to get away. And he just disappeared for two weeks, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, something I would probably do, and just because I'd be too preoccupied with something that they even bother to tell anybody. But to plan your own funeral, that's just taking it to the next level. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, well, look, I, I, I like this story because we're all trying to, you know, find ways to extend our life rather than trying to find ways to end our life, even if it is by some kind of a cruel joke. But there's a interesting, I'll, I'll call it a dramatic first in scientific research, okay, where these researchers, they've actually created, now this sounds like science fiction, but they've actually created oh, yeah, synthetic yeah. human embryos without the use of sperms or eggs. Now, no, nobody knows if these embryonic structures that actually were created from stem cells could actually develop into any kind of a viable living organism or what that organism might actually look like, okay? But the breakthrough is really sure to ignite some really intense and furious ethical, legal, and even scientific debates. Now, the synthetic embryo model had primordial cells that could eventually develop into egg and sperm cells. Now, this, I'm, I'm, this is what they're doing. I mean, well, yeah, human embryos now. They're, they're creating them now without egg or sperm. So, geez, what could possibly go wrong here? You know, really? I mean, are we kind of getting ahead of ourselves? I don't know, but I think it could be just me. I, I personally think that we, maybe researchers should maybe focus on, you know, finding a cure for cancer, you know, things like that. Besides, I think civilizations have had enough people with unibrows. So <laughs> I, I don't think we need to come up with some new form of a human, you know, <laughs> on stem cell. I saw the story before you sent it to me and I had already read through it and, uh, Read it to Mrs. Poncho because this kind of stuff freaks her out, which means yeah. I enjoy bringing it up to her and watching her squirm. And, yeah. uh, and, and like, you know, of course, like this is her nightmare future, basically, uh, right. with stuff. 
and, and so like her comment this, i was curious what your thoughts are on this what what a human created out of this yeah let's say you created a human without a sperm or egg right would that human have a soul Ooh. Or would they be considered human that's a right? good point like, yeah, I you know, and I, I mean, obviously, not everyone's going to be um, like like not everyone believes in anything spiritual like that. A lot of people are very uh, like um, material oriented yes. with that. But but uh, you know, if it, for I think that there's more than just material there. So why, what what implications does that have? Yeah. And, uh, and at what point does that become hubris and man literally playing and be you know? Well, thinking that, that he's become God. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, you talk about somebody that has been, you know, if you, if you had a, 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 a creation, a creator, a created thing here out of the, this, you know, about whether or not they would have a soul or a spirit, you know, I'm thinking that, that that might have actually already happened and we haven't really understood it yet. And I think that person is Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> you know, I, I will say he seems like he's become more of a person ever since actually having kids. Yeah, and, that's and true. To like do things with his life outside of just yeah. I don't know, like the the Facebook thing. Like when you have kids and start, he's doing some contact sports too. Um, yeah, but you heard that, one that has a way of, of bringing out uh, just a different view of life. Uh, that's from true. You. So well, he apparently has, he he's he into pale. Well, that's true. And, and Joe, being in the contact sports, you heard the latest contact sport that he's wanting to do. Is this the one with Elon Musk? <laughs> yeah, we have a cage fight with, with Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. How, how wild that would be. But, um, but yeah, it is, it is interesting, though. It's, it's definitely a fascinating discussion, I think. Um, oh, yeah. Man, definitely oh, man. creepy. Very science well, fiction. Well, here's here's the thing too. If a if a human could be created, and we don't know what that human would look like, would it have the same desires as regular, you know, other humans? You know, like you know, you talk about would they have a soul? Would they have the, would they have any kind of a spirit? Some people may not be, you know, they they well, we're all spirit people anyway, or something. But you know, would would, would this so called new uh, non sperm or egg uh, embryo grow up to a human and not have what would they have the same passions about things in life, you know? Yes, yes. I, I, I and, and speaking of passions, I think yeah. I'd rather create life the uh, the old fashioned way myself, yeah. Um, and uh, but you know, like if you could create life without uh, a sperm or egg cell, then I wonder if you could create life fusing a human in a tree. Um, you know (laughs) burying trees you know i mean come on right i I think that's called grafting i guess and um and 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 this is very graphic uh what was happening with this tree because uh look this is kind of like when you try to you know try to fuse the two things or create life uh like there but you're still trying to do it the old-fashioned way so i can at least give them credit for that um, yeah, maybe create a scene more than you create life. I know. I know. You, you could also say that he's branched out uh, from the bedroom, <laughs> and uh, there's a, a naked creep who was arrested for allegedly kissing, caressing, and having quote-unquote passionate sex with a tree at a popular <laughs> public park in England, grossing out onlookers and baffling police. Um, I. I'm I'm still wondering how do you have passionate sex with a tree? Um, so look, have you ever heard? Freak, of, have you ever heard of a knot hole? 
Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> the, the nature freak was uh, caught on camera peeling off his clothes. Um, he probably refers to it as peeling off his bark <laughs> and uh, rubbing passionately against the stump. So I guess it's like it was the hump stump, I guess. Oh, yeah. Uh, or maybe, maybe his stump was rubbing the other stump or something. I'm not I, sure. I, that's right. It was of a conifer in Wiltshire's Queen uh, Elizabeth Gardens. Uh-huh. Um, now, cops and witnesses told uh, this is walesonline.co.uk. They say, I was just walking in the park with one of my mates and saw a huge hugging of a. a uh, or saw a man hugging a tree and thought it was interesting. We mm-hmm. walked closer, and as we did, we saw his trousers down. So <laughs> the witness who uh, who shot footage of the incident. So naturally, you know, you take out your camera, of um, course. <laughs> and uh, I, I started recording, and just started, uh, and he just started taking off all his clothes and kissing the tree. Oh, After no. I stopped recording, the police turned up and arrested, <laughs> or started following the man around, then arrested him. Um, roughly 25 people were cooling off in the green space during the unidentified 40-something-year-old's bizarre attempt to become one with Mother Nature. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, I guess he's a, he's a Mother Nature effer. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is prompting you know, call the cops. Well, police said that the leaf-loving perv was busted on suspicion of indecent exposure. Wow. Uh, I, I would like to say that, that he was uh, was it consensual with the tree, or, or yes, or, it, was, know, it was all consensual. Sexual misconduct or, or rape charges against the tree as well. <laughs> um, officers were called to Queen Elizabeth Gardens shortly after 4:30 p.m. following several reports from members of the public regarding a naked man. Uh, a spokesman uh, to the Wishar police said he was taken to custody and has been released on bail while inquiries are ongoing. I, yeah. I, I thought 4.30 p.m., that's an interesting time for some, some uh, you know, tree lovemaking. Usually this would happen in the morning when yeah, well, you've already got the wood. The morning wood. Don't forget the yes. morning wood. Yeah, that's yes. what I'm talking about, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, four o'clock in England is usually tea time. So in this case, it was tree time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, wow. Well, yeah, that would be a bit uh, shocking to have your kids in the park and seeing uh, this 40 something man naked and um, basically becoming one with nature, you know. Uh, but yes, that's not, but not any I'd like to see him, you know, a conifer. It gives me an idea of what, what kind of tree he's into. Um, well, that's I'm, true. I'm thankful that he's not into oak trees because mm. uh, it, it's a very different kind of bark. I don't see much uh, rubbing happening there. This is true. This, and, yeah. and, of course, I would hate to think what would happen if there was, you know, what usually grows around trees is uh, vines of poison ivy. So that <laughs> hopefully that would that would stop somebody from getting too intimate with trees. I know that. but But nothing could be any more probably shocking than that. Or unless you maybe happen to look up and see a, a strip show on top of your neighbor's house, um, <laughs> which is what happened. And this was not because uh, the neighbor was a pervert as opposed to the pervert getting it on with the tree. This, I think, was probably done out of a out of a um, probably a, a, a whole need of, out of desperation. Desperation I, okay. is the word I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so it, it was just a, a horrified 24-year-old homeowner who was told that it was going to cost $10,000 to 
to fix a leaky roof. She's decided to just lay it all bare in a very unique way of raising some funds to pay for it. So she decides to entertain the neighborhood with a strip show on top of her house. <laughs> her, her name is uh, Tara Mich- Michalan. Uh, she recently bought this three-bedroom property in Little Rock, Arkansas, and was left reeling when she saw the roof started leaking. Well, the builder said the situation obviously needed to be addressed as quickly as possible and noted the eye-watering amount for the repair cost, 10 grand to fix a leaky roof. Now, when uh, Michelin's insurers refused to foot the bill, you know, what insurance company is going to do that? Well, then the panicked former dental nurse had to get creative in a very quick uh, amount of time. So she subsequently scaled the roof of her home to take a series of, well, first off, they were kind of humorous selfies to, you know, share online. Well, much to her surprise, those uh, snaps quickly went viral, and the viewers urged this Little Rock native to get a little raunchy on the roof and start charging for it. Okay, now here's uh, Tara talking about going viral by posting her uh, sultry rooftop pics on social media. So a couple of months ago, I noticed my roof was leaking, and I went and got an estimate to get it repaired. Turns out it was in pretty bad shape and the whole thing needs to be replaced. So the estimate was about $10,000. I figured might as well laugh rather than cry. I climbed up on my roof, did a little photo shoot, just took a few selfies and posted it in a Facebook group. To my surprise, I actually went viral. Now, the homeowner insisted, she says, when I originally posted, I didn't even think about putting anything about only or putting anything about only fans. OK, uh, she said people started commenting like just started only fans make money that way. And she said, I have a job, but I would consider myself pretty and thought that I probably could make a decent amount on only fans. It would be a very quick way to scrape together that money. She goes on to say, so she goes, that's why I originally started it now. She also kind of thought it might be a bit unique and, well, as she said, really funny to showcase suggestive photo shoots from her roof. And, well, uh, she explained it's definitely very out of the ordinary, right? You know, most people, she said, if they're posting those sultry photos, they're just in bed or sitting on a chair or something. Well, Michelle didn't actually disclose whether she had raised the necessary 10 grand before uh, quitting the do-it-yourself project but let's just say those steamy displays still managed to blow the roof off of uh, some of those aroused fans on social media hmm? <laughs> you know, oh man what, yeah, what, this what, is a good thing she didn't fall off i guess the roof um <laughs> that look that's uh can you imagine that that's that's what i would like to be you know hurricane season's coming up if yeah. we get locked in because uh uh, you know, sometimes we've got like people that will, you know, vacate the the, the um, house the or house. Yeah. go somewhere else, you know, because they, they don't want to be around for the hurricane. And I, I always joke that I'll be the guy that you see on top of uh, of the roof, you know, yep. with like a shotgun or something up there. But uh, yep. I, I'd, I'd like to be the guy up there dancing, basically, uh, and, and yep. for for money to repair yeah. the house and things, maybe instead. It, um, it throw on a pair of boxers and to go in and, and start dancing. You know, yeah, I've never heard of uh, 
I've never heard of, of dancing and strip putting a strip show on your roof to get uh, to raise money like that. Um, that is wild. And yeah, oh I, my goodness. Well, the, yeah, if you, if you may have seen the pictures, but look, I mean, nowadays people will do anything to uh, get themselves aroused. Yeah, you, you never include the pictures whenever uh, you, you only include pictures when it's when it's going to be something that uh, you don't want to see. Seems like, huh? Um, <laughs> speaking of, uh, you know, I would expect pictures to be included with the next story based on that. Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, there are no actual shots from the uh, <laughs> trail cam that caught this. <laughs> I guess you got to pay for that, right? Um, oh, man. Well, um, you you sent this story and kind of teased it to me last week. Um, this last story here, and it's blowing and, uh, up all over the internet right now. It's blowing up everywhere. Oh yeah, so I guess maybe everyone else is aware of this then as well. This, um, it, but the funny thing is, this is from your neck of the woods. Like this oh, is yeah. where uh, this probably happened, just a walking distance away from where we bought our pipe tobacco. That's and, uh, probably when I was up there a, a month ago. Uh, so Penn State, uh, look, uh, you've known for several things. Uh, State College, you know, Penn State. Uh, but uh, what I think the most um, popular thing that they're known for right now, or maybe the most well-known thing that they're known for, is the longtime Penn State professor who was charged uh, after an investigation into trail camera footage showing a man performing sex acts with a dog in an area state forest. <laughs> That's what Penn State's most known for at the moment. Um, yeah, it- they just forgotten about Jerry Sandusky, and now they have this. <laughs> oh man! So uh, yeah, officials with the uh, with the PA Department of Conservation and Natural Resources have filed charges against the state college man after he was reportedly caught on multiple trail cameras and later identified as sixty four year old Themis uh, or, or Themis uh, Mastokis. He was walking nude through uh, Rothrock State Forest before performing the lewd acts. <laughs> now, uh, according to the criminal complaint, state park rangers viewed video from outside one of the park's restrooms and allegedly involved uh, that allegedly involved uh, Matsukis, you know, who they they couldn't identify at the time with his dog. Contents of the video prompted investigators to make contact with two camp owners who had trail cams in the area. The photos showed a man later identified by police as Matsukis, naked from the waist down, other than his socks and shoes. The first photo was reportedly snapped in 2014, with the last two of the six total being taken two months prior to his arrest. Park rangers identified him using his North Face backpack. <laughs> what? already like this just adds to it right um yeah in in the videos he apparently was using a tablet to record himself raping his colleague investigators (laughs) explained park rangers had allegedly caught matsukas on a dcnr trail camera against again in the parking lot and were able to track him down by his green subaru outback noting that his license photo with his dmv matched the photos from the other trail cams a search warrant was executed at Mitsukis's home where investigators were looking for a silver iPad that may have been used at the park. It was noted in the criminal complaint that Mitsukis appeared nervous when they arrived at his home 
saying, I'm done. I'm dead. You don't understand. I do it to blow off steam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's not uh, always. <laughs> yeah. Authorities say that Mitsukas then allegedly begged the DC and our officials to shoot him. <laughs> what do I. <laughs> Basically, right? Like, I'd rather be known as the guy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. This. Um, so. Uh, uh, what do I have to do to get you to shoot me? I need to die, Mitsukas <laughs> added. <laughs> According to the complaint, police found a total of three iPads, one of which Mitsukas uh, allegedly said was his Penn State work tablet, but not used in the incident. Video from a trail camera set up to catch people stealing bags of hand sanitizer from the bathrooms showed Mitsukas and his dog allegedly leaving the restroom in the parking area naked and with his dog. Wearing only a black ski mask, backpack, and hiking boots, Mitsukas allegedly began to masturbate while filming himself on one of the previously mentioned iPads. Uh. Different videos captured that same day during the incident allegedly showed Mitsukas moving his iPad to various spots and positions. <laughs> At one point, investigators said that he began to rub his chest and masturbate. He then bent over a, uh, and pulled the, on the dog's leash, getting the dog to lick his anus while he continued. Oh God! I'm like, can I even read this on a on the, you know on a podcast? Uh, and, and this is why I know you're laughing that you give this story to me here. I know. Um, <laughs> According to online court records, Mitsukas was arraigned on several charges, including open lewdness, indecent exposure, sexual intercourse with an animal, and animal cruelty. Yeah. The professor of chemical engineering, who earned his PhD from Michigan, has been with Penn State since 1991. During that time, he's written several books, published dozens of journal articles, and won at least three teaching awards including the premier teaching award from the Penn State Engineering Alumni Society in 2017. Oh, Famous wow. Mitsukas has been relieved of his responsibilities and is on leave, read a statement from the university. His attorney, Matthew McClanahan, uh, said that it would be inappropriate to make any comment at this time. I'll bet it would. <laughs> yeah, no. I, this makes me think, I've got to ask uh, my friend up there who, who does some work with Penn State, and uh, some of the professors there as well. Because um, now I'm curious about this, because he's an engineer. He might oh. actually know this guy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna have to reach out to him. Um, oh, man. Yeah, so, uh, look, the PR uh, department at Penn State collectively threw up its hands and said, here we go again. I guess you went back back to the Sandusky, you know, that you mentioned. Yeah. But uh, he, so he needed to blow off steam, is what he said. Um, does that mean that his dog's name is Steam? Look, <laughs> 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 oh, now, now he's really screwed the pooch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's uh, into rough, <laughs> sex and. Uh, and lassies. <laughs> this is so like this. But like, how can you not make these jokes? Okay, like that's my yeah. Um, but now, if you're born after 1990, you probably have no idea what that means. But uh, like, I wonder if the creep used a jar of peanut butter, mm, uh, yeah. or or maybe he had to hide a piece of bacon way up in there. You know? <laughs> 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 then again there might be some scratching going on there that might not be good um yeah, look, keep in mind that we, that we might be assuming that he was the pitcher but he could have also been the catcher 
Yeah, that's um, true. His uh, kids got him a T-shirt for Father's Day that said, "I pipe dogs." <laughs> Just let, let let this be a lesson to the old professor, though. Do not let the uh, the little head override the common sense of the big head. That's right. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm willing to bet that if, if his classes weren't over at Penn State, everyone would have gotten an A this semester. <laughs> Either that, or they would have gone maybe uh, non-disclosure agreements to sign. Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, I, I don't know if anyone will love that dog as much as he did, but <laughs> but this is what happens when you're the teacher's pet. I guess. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the dude uh, almost surely groomed his dog too. There, there could be a new slogan for this state park: "Get your rocks yeah. off at Rothrock." Oh yes. <laughs> Yes. And frankly, I, I can't take any credit for any of that at all. Most of those comments came from Reddit. People were going nuts on the Reddit threads with this thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, I bet, yeah. I bet. Well, That's a good compilation put together there. Well, well, the funny thing is that there is a site out there called RateYourProfessor.com. Before they took the, before they locked up the comments and took every all the comments down, they were, there were some, there were some beauties on there on rating this professor from Penn State. Now, you know, so they ended up finally have take, taking that professor's name off of the RateYourProfessor.com website and and everything. But that's been like the talk of everybody. Okay, and now people are like saying, well, I think I will be going to another state forest to do any recreation we're not going to roth rock anymore <sighs> so hey look like i said i think pennsylvania we're trying to outdo florida <laughs> i know yeah yeah and of course no mention whether or not this guy was even married with children you know i, 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 I know i can only imagine that yeah i was wow. thinking the same thing Oh, my gosh. Well, well, uh, we actually have a couple of um, Ask Poncho questions here. Um, and, and actually, here's an interesting um, question we get from Reggie. Um, apparently, uh, you know, uh, this is uh, probably happens here at my house because I have to get up so early in the morning. So I go to bed pretty early in the evening compared to when my wife goes to bed. She's usually still, you know, watching her crime dramas on TV. And, you know, I'm heading to bed. But. Reggie's got a situation. He says, my wife and I never go to bed at the same time. He says, my wife and I are married, been married recently, and we've been together for years. We, we almost never go to bed at the same time. And he said, a friend of mine told me that this is not good, and it'll eventually be a wedge between our intimacy. It isn't right now, but should I be worried? So, you know, Reggie's a little concerned. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't think much of it. Um, I like sometimes people just say things like, like, uh, like your friend, I guess, maybe. Um, every once in a while, uh, you know, Mrs. Poncho or I won't go to bed at the same time, but usually we do, uh, the majority of the time, like 90% of the time, that's the case. Um, but uh, it only matters if it's an issue between you and your wife, right? And, uh, and, and if you're worried about that, <laughs> why are you going to? To, uh, to us to ask that. So just ask your wife. <laughs> yeah. Ask her. She'll be the best judge about whether or not that's an issue for her or not. Yeah, well, I would tell the guy to get a dog, but considering the last story we talked about, that may not be a good idea. Yeah, you wouldn't want the wife to get jealous or and or suspicious. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, man. But yeah, that that's probably a good point. You know, yeah, I think the, the person that probably needs to have that question asked it would be the wife. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not the right and Poncho is not the right one to ask this, but, but <laughs> I, I, I do think that there is I, I think it is good to get on the same schedule. Uh, yeah. you know, if you're if you're going to bed two hours after her and then waking up two hours after and then you don't see each other that much during the day because of that. Um, then, you know, that could be an issue or if she gets tired really early and you, you know, so like if it, if it takes away the time that you get to spend together, then, uh, you know, yeah. But I also get like, sometimes I'll stay up a little bit later if it's a week weekend or something because Mrs. Poncho might get up and it might take her an hour to get ready in the morning anyway. So I'm like, let me just sleep through that. And, uh, you know, but, uh, well, I've got one more here. Uh, one more ask Poncho question. And it's from Angela. She says, help. Is it weird to ask someone out on Instagram? And uh, uh, I'm thinking, you know, I can already answer that for you. And it's probably yes. Uh, She says, I don't know if this is a weird or creepy thing to do, but someone I barely know who's on social media and I follow um, one another. um, uh, And and so at risk of sounding like a stalker, from what I can tell, he is single. I've been thinking about sending him a private message to ask him out, but I don't know if that's a weird thing to do. How do I not come off like a crazy person? Mm. I, I run into him in the grocery store and hit it off with him. That's basically how you don't act like a crazy person here. But if you're saying that you don't know one another or that you barely know one another, that and then you reach out and ask him out, that's weird. Like, How do you know that you would like that person outside of maybe just like thinking that they're physically attractive. Mm. There's been a lot of people I've seen before met that, that are physically attractive and then they open their mouth and ugly pours out. So, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and immediately they're no longer attractive anymore, basically. And, and so, yeah. um, I don't know. Like I would, if I got that, I probably wouldn't respond or, you know, would, would let you down easy or something. Um, if I got a message like that, Hey, then again, this guy's actually on Instagram. So, uh, who, yeah. who, who knows? This kind of doesn't have Instagram and stays off social media. So, well, I mean, it, but also it is the uh, you know 21st century and things. Uh, you know, the typical things that we would look at before as being you know kind of taboo suddenly have become the norm. Yeah, it's true. Who knows? Maybe it will work. Uh, look, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Is that what you want to hear? <laughs> That's right. You know, I, but seriously, I mean, just. The way people are approaching things, I mean, I would never think I would be saying this, but it's like, they didn't do those kind of things when I was a kid growing up. And it's like the very same thing my dad would say, you know? So you're finding yourself starting to talk like your parents. So I, I, I don't know. I've never had an issue doing it the old-fashioned way of, of meeting <laughs> someone while you're out with a group or with, you know, in life or whatever. And, and yeah, so I've yeah. never, never had, had the conundrum that you've had there. Uh, with that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't know. Speaking of conundrums, I mean, we, we, we've got some more, uh, some more great insane games. Do you feel like, uh, is it, would it be a little awkward to, to see if you can take a shot at it? Let's give it a shot. Um, I, what, what I think would be funny is if like, a, a, a year from now we get another ask Poncho, like a follow-up from Angela that says, uh, something like, you know, is it, is it bad to break up with someone over Instagram as well? (laughs) (laughs) That's about what I'm expecting. Then you can say, I told you so, (laughs) you know? Yeah.
don't forget to rate and review the podcast with a five-star rating because I pick five-star stupidity. If your review is stupid enough, I just may feature it on an upcoming episode. Rating and reviewing helps the podcast to show up prominently in searches that you, you know folks are searching for stupidity anyway. And please, share the podcast on your social media so you're not stingy with your stupidity. And don't forget, click that subscribe button too so you don't miss any new stupid episodes. You can also avoid any annoying buffering whenever you're in crappy cell or Wi-Fi coverage by downloading each episode. And I recommend using the Podcast Addict app for optimum performance. It's free at your app store, but there are two types of paid versions as well. And by the way, I myself have already made one of the paid versions and still love it. This is just one of the two feeds that you get every week, of course. The midweek bonus episode features the Insane Week in Review, and the Genius Awards for the More Stupendous Stupidity is also included. The weekend episode always features Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, where Pancho will also answer your questions with his sage wisdom. Ask Pancho about anything. Test your skills against Pancho with the Insane Game Show. And if you download the Telegram Messenger app, you can also join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. Read the articles from each of the episode's stupidity. Comment about what you've read share the articles with your friends. You can also post comments or suggestions about the podcast, too. So get a preview and a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. The app is available free in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And don't forget, follow me using the handle at insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter and visit my website at insaneericlane.com. What do you feel up to for your your dose of insane games here this week? Uh, oh man, well let, let's go ahead and start off with golf course or rehab. Let's just get that over with right now. Yeah, all right. Well, we got some good ones here, I think, and it, it might be uh, it might be a different uh, um, results this week. You never know. We've got uh, some businesses here. You tell me if you think it's a golf course or a rehab. And the first one, I think it's kind of an automatic given because this is in Jacksonville, Florida. It's called Hidden Hills. Hidden Hills. Oh gosh. Um, okay. Hidden Hills. I, I really don't know golf. So, um, uh, we're going to say Hidden Hills is a golf course. Well, that was just a complete wild guess. Huh? Was it? There's a lot of golf courses down here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is a golf course actually. Yeah. So very good. Well, I was going to say, if, if, if you'd guess that it was a uh, rehab and it's right there in Jacksonville, you know, yeah, you would definitely, be saying the truth and you wouldn't you know well here's one in st cloud minnesota called boulder ridge boulder ridge uh, i'm gonna say it's a golf course hmm. so far so good that's a off to a good start all right yeah well, what what about the business called southern oaks in piedmont south carolina southern oaks uh, we're gonna we're gonna go with a rehab for this one Oh, yeah, that has more of a rehab sound to it, huh? Maybe it, it was just does. the oaks. 
the oh, the Oaks is probably where it was. So. But it's a rehab indeed. So, hey, yeah, this is a good sign. All right. All right. So now we're going to head north, Cold Spring, Minnesota. This is called River Oaks. River Oaks. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the rehab on this one. Oh, yeah. Well, see, it was by a river this time. It's a re. It's, it's actually a golf course. So uh, apparently it changes everything then, huh? The river. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, it, it's whether it's a Southern Oak or a river Oak, I don't know. So, but anyway, well, here's one uh, in plant city, Florida. I'm not sure where plant city, Florida is. Is that near you? Uh, it's not that close now. Yeah. Well, this is called white sands, white sands. I, I'm going to say a rehab. Really? Well, I would have expected you to say it was going to be a golf course because it was kind of a sound of, you know, a golf course kind of sound to it, you know, but it's actually a rehab. So <laughs> not bad. You only missed one. That's, yeah, I think that's the bad. one. You, you almost had a full sweep there. All right. So, oh, that's good. What, what do you feel confident on this uh, for the next one? Uh, let's go ahead and do Steakhouse or Gay Bar. The Steakhouse or Gay Bar. All right. And uh, we've got some businesses here. You tell me. What do you think it is, a steakhouse or a gay bar? I like this name just for whatever reason. It's called Bullfishes in Cincinnati, Ohio. Bull, bullfishes? B- bull, B-U-L-L, Bullfishes in Cincinnati, Ohio. I, I don't know. I don't know what this means uh, or, or is about, but we're going to go with uh, Bullfishes. We're going to go with the gay bar. <laughs> just the way it's just because of the way it sounds i guess uh, it's a gay bar that's right <laughs> so you know i i would have called it the blowfishes or something but <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's yeah well well here's actually one in gulfport mississippi called the blowfly in the blowfly in well look uh you've already set up the joke for this one then but um the blowfly in this is such a weird name for either of the two, um, <laughs> but I'm going to say it's a it's a steakhouse. Very cautiously saying it's a steakhouse. <laughs> it is a steakhouse. That's a good relief, I guess. <laughs> All right. How about Shaggy's in Biloxi Beach in Biloxi, Ohio, Biloxi, Mississippi? Shaggy's, oh, Shaggy's man. Biloxi Beach. That's what it is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that Shaggy's uh, uh, going to be a lot of shagging going on there. Oh. I'm say it's a gay bar. <laughs> yeah, but that Biloxi Beach serves steak, actually. It's a steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shagging going on in Biloxi. I like that. All right, here's one. Uh, it's in Astoria, Queens. I'm going to think it's New York. Uh, it's called Icon. Icon. Um, I, well, I, I'm going to say this is a gay bar. No! Ah! <laughs> That's pretty obvious. All right. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. Your last one in Pensacola, Florida, called The District. The District. Oh, man. This could go either way. <laughs> but I'm going to say Steakhouse. Do you just take a you can flip a coin to decide for the Steakhouse? It feels that fancy. Been, it was fancy. A fancy Steakhouse yeah. indeed. So. Not bad. Now you're 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 on a pretty good roll here this this week. So, what what do you feel up to next? Oh man, uh, let's go for weatherman or porn star. Porn star, porn star, or weatherman. All right, we got some entertainers here. You just tell me if you think this is a porn star or a weatherman. Your first entertainer is Tim Kramer. 
Tim Kramer. Or you uh, might come yeah, on I, Tim Kramer. I don't know. K-R-A-M-E-R. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be a weatherman. <laughs> Tim? It might have been Tim Kramer because... <laughs> It's a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I'm, I'm imagining like Kramer from Seinfeld busting in, like you know, a porn star busting in, like like Kramer. And, yes, uh, yes. <laughs> but um, then again, you know what? They they did have a lot of bass transitions in Seinfeld. Yes, too, they, so. did. they did. They yeah. did. All right. Well, here's an entertainer whose name does Ed Powers. Ed Powers. Oh man, this is uh, well. It's a strong name. Yeah, uh, so this could go either way, but I, I do that. Weathermen can be very strong individuals too, though. True, so I, true. I think this is a weatherman. Yeah, it's actually a porn star. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, usually I'm good at this one too, and I've lost my streak. <laughs> all right, well, you still got three I'm more to go. So, the, all right, well, let's see here. We've got well, this entertainer whose name is Nick Manning. Nick Manning. Um, oh gosh. I'm going to say it's a weatherman. Oh, it is a porn star as well, three in a row. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Well, how about this one? This might change things up. Uh, this entertainer's name is Larry Sprinkle. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this could work either way, uh, weatherman or, or porn star. Larry, uh, I can't imagine a, any porn star going by the name Larry. So I, I think it's going to be a weatherman. Uh, well, that would probably be a good observance. But he is indeed a weatherman in Charlotte, North Carolina. Very good. Well, besides if he was a porn Larry Sprinkle is a good weatherman name. Larry Squirt would be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, if you were a, a porn star named Larry Sprinkle, you'd be doing a lot of movies with golden showers. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Your last entertainer's name is Rod Fontana. This is exactly what I mean when I say strong names. This sounds like a. a I'm going to say weatherman. <laughs> Turns out he's got a pretty good rod. He's a porn oh star. Oh my gosh! <laughs> porn, porn star, <laughs> one weatherman. Oh my gosh! That's a we had we had four porn stars and one weatherman this week. Yeah, that was yeah, definitely I, a that was a challenge. I feel shamed. I'm begging you to shoot me. Yeah. I need to die. Just shoot me. That's <laughs> so, it, yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Uh, all, all right. All from a, a folly collie. Yes, there you from go. Collie, there you go. Collie folly. That's what I mean to say. Uh, collie folly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, I, I, I guess I, I kept wanting to come up with a, a really bad joke involving Timmy and Lassie with this last story we did, too, you know, but I just couldn't come make it work. But anyway, so <laughs> I used to watch Timmy and Lassie on TV when I was a kid, you know. How do you work falling down a well and banging your dog in the woods into the same kind of you know, <laughs> sentence there? That's right. It's really tough. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Anyway, well, our uh, we've got the strip club or daycare is uh, our next one here. So uh, let's see how well we do on this. These are businesses that you tell me whether the establishment is a strip club or a daycare. Our first establishment is the library in Anaheim, California. The library. Um, if you're taking your kids to the library, I, uh, I mean, it sounds pretty safe, but I think that could be confusing. I think mm -hmm. a library is a, a secret way for people to be able to tell the wife, I'm going to go to the library and do some. Mm -hmm. Studying, uh -huh. yeah. 
I see. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be a strip club. There's a nefarious uh, kind of a, a bent here on this one. It, it, it turns out the library is indeed a strip club. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, there's one. Uh, it's called the Honey Pot in Queens, New York. <laughs> yeah, there's no way that this is a daycare. This is a strip club. <laughs> really? It turns out that it is indeed a daycare. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. we, we all know what a honeypot is yes that's right but i don't know it's uh, it's new york for you what can i say all right well how about this one in denver colorado called the dream house the dream house barbie's dream house i guess um yeah. but no i think i think it's more of the wet dream house i think it's a strip club <laughs> the wet dream house you might be onto something there it's indeed a strip club yes sir and, well, it's, it's, and they probably got the wall painted with uh night emissions color ah <laughs> yes that's right there you go there's your night emissions right there so uh well here's a business uh, it's uh, called the curiosity corner in joplin missouri Oh man, Curiosity Corner. Um, this is stuff. I, I'm going to say it's a daycare. Really? Just a, you, you kind of like you're just taking a shot in the dark on that one. I've just got a feeling. You got a feeling? Well, a lot of curious kids out there. It's a daycare. It's good. All right. So far, so good. And uh, here's one in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. It's called the Sunshine House. I think this is pretty. We, we've talked about this. You don't want the sun to shine in in a strip club. You've got dark windows and everything there. This yeah. is a daycare. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. You see a lot of moons in the uh, strip clubs. If you know what I mean. So not much, not much sunshine there. Yeah, but it would be a daycare. That's good. All right. So did overall. Except for the porn star weatherman, you did fairly well. So I'd say you probably made up for any kind of, uh, you know, um, uh, stumbles, I guess you might say. So, well, we got the, we got our latest fake news or Florida. And these are the ones that you pretty much have a good handle on. We've got some headlines here. You tell me if uh, this is just nothing but fake news or if they actually happened in the state of Florida. And the one I think you may know. Uh, here is a, a headline where a Miami man threw feces at a judge during his trial and was later acquitted. <laughs> I think this is a Florida story. Yes, it is indeed yeah. a Florida story. Yes, uh, uh, I guess the monkey in the court because monkeys throw their feces at people, I think, don't they? You know, so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, all right. Well, wait, here's one where a Broward County Sheriff was charged with DUI after hitting a Metro bus in his cop car. I think this is fake news. Mm. Then sounds like you're not buying it. <laughs> fake uh, news. No, no. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. How about that? Here's one we hear about these a lot. A Fort Lauderdale dog walker let 13 dogs go running free in a crowded pedestrian mall because Jesus told her to. <laughs> okay. So the difference about this one is that Jesus told him to do it. And this <laughs> makes it more believable to me for Florida. Um, I, oh, man. But there's always dog walker stories, and they always seem to be fake. So <laughs> this is tough. But, uh, I, you know, I'm going to say it's fake news. 
You're gonna go with the fake news part, huh? Yeah, well, fake news. You're you're on a roll. It's fake yeah. news, absolutely. There you go. One of these days, we're gonna get a dog walker headline. It's gonna be true. So. <laughs> I know. Usually, it involves the dog getting high and tested for something. I, I don't yeah, know. E- either that or the dog going out for a walk and ended up getting raped by a Penn State professor. So, <laughs> no, that, that's a Pennsylvania man story. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's true. All right, all right. Here's one. We got a Brevard County man that's told. 75 pool floats so he can have relations with them. Yeah, I remember this guy. This is Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just have relations with dogs. Florida's uh, people have pool relations uh, with their, their pool floats or whatever. So that's the difference. All right, your last headline. A Florida man was arrested in upstate New York after he threatened someone with an axe, fled from police, and was found hiding naked in a chicken coop. Yeah, that sounds about right. We'll say Florida. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. That's right. Uh, I totally 100% Florida story. Uh, so, <laughs> nailed it, as always. You know, so, yeah, well, absolutely a, a, a stunning week of stupid news this week. I don't think, just when you think you've topped something, you just, you never know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that Penn State professor. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, well, I, and, and if that wasn't bad enough, now, this, uh, it, this is stupid for all the wrong reasons. It's probably not going to make the podcast, but it bears at least saying that this is just how stupid people can get. This actually happened, and this happened in the town that I work in radio in Lewistown, Pennsylvania, where a 20, I'm reading the story and it's being covered by different news organizations where a 24 year old guy, um, let's just say it, drugs are involved. He gets a relative high um, and then begins, they're unconscious and then basically, uh, let's just say, performs incest on the relative. The relative dies from a drug overdose, but he was taking videos to sell online. But since the relative died, He's not going to sell the videos online. Turns out that relative was his sister. Oh, God. Yeah. And I'm reading this. I'm going, wow. So he's giving drugs to his sister, having sex relations with her. She dies, and he's videotaping it, and he tells the cops when they come to the house to search his phone, his exact words were, "Uh, yeah, I was kind of hoping you wouldn't find that. <laughs> Honest to Pete, this is the truth. I'm thinking, oh my! If it wasn't so so criminal, you know, it would just—it's just really stupid. So, yeah. So we've definitely uh, got some stuff that it, it's even so stupid it doesn't even make it on the podcast in a regular story. That's how stupid it is. But so here's some things that we got coming up for next week, and this is great. We have an Ohio woman who will not take down her Halloween decoration from her yard. It happens to be a nine and a half foot tall werewolf and people don't like it. So she's, she's not taking it down. All right. That, that, that's one of them. Um, and then we've got here. Uh, I, I love this. A California restaurant uses a fake priest to get workers to confess their sins. That's, I thought was pretty pretty amazing <laughs> and we have archaeologists have uncovered what might be known as the world's oldest known carving of a penis <laughs> i think I've, i think i've actually seen that story <laughs> and one more this i think is going to be a good one there's a woman 
who decides to get a tattoo on her arm. It's a tattoo of a ruler. That's all it is. A tattoo of a ruler on her arm for the sole purpose of measuring her partner's penis sizes. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So so you got that to look forward to next week. Oh man! So yes. I would think like you know, wouldn't you just make like little notches for each one the way that you do with, with a kid growing up uh, yeah. on like a you well know, on a wall? But, well, if you're going to do that, you 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 put the notches on to to, to score your accomplishments. <laughs> just so, yeah, or, the, or that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with support from Mr. Laughs Comedy, Ad Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio United Stations Radio Network. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill. Copyright 1992, Stonehillian Music, Word Music, Twitch and Vibes Music, and is available wherever you download music. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is distributed by Spotify for podcasters. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone and have it distributed to all major podcast platforms. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips with Spotify for podcasters. Download the app from your favorite app store. <laughs> <laughs>